everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We have a great show today, but before we get into it, my wife celebrates her birthday on Monday, May 8th, Mm -hmm. and not only is she an incredible wife and mother and businesswoman and all of that, she's the best friend I ever had. So happy birthday. And she's a babe, too. Mm-hmm. So there. Thank all right. You. How about that? Mm. Oh, well, you, you heard though. that kiss? Okay. Thank you. That was all for right. you, Ari. Okay. All right. Let's get into so, the show. All right. So you guys know from listening to the show last week that we live in Montgomery County. We love Montgomery County. There's so much going on there. And now there's some special events you want to know about. So Corey Van Horn is here. He's the chief strategy officer for Visit Montgomery. And you're going to be hearing from him about some cool stuff for staycations and more. Another Corey, Corey Landold of Capo is here. Capo is a, we're having dinner there for the first time on Sunday. I mean, it's we only been open for in. like four weeks. We, so got, it's not like, we got squeezed in. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's not a, like we're late to the game. It's a 21 seat gem. I know, I can't You're, wait. Are you on MacArthur Boulevard? Where are you exactly? No, 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 no. We're doing the intro. All right, whatever. Don't let him all do right, that all right. to you. But anyways, uh, we're going to be hearing all about that from, and Corey is the uh, star bartender there. He's going to be mixing up mm-hmm. uh, cocktails with uh, distilled Japanese liquors. Okay, next. Can't wait. Okay. Nationally celebrated as one of Food and Wine's 10 Best New Chefs and just honored as a James Beard Foundation 2023 semi-finalist mm-hmm. is Moon Rabbit's chef Kevin Tien. He's back in here. Glad to have you. Maybe Yay. we'll never let you. And he's with his sidekick, who is a no less supremely talented pastry chef, Susanna Bai. And we're, you know, we're going to be talking about the good life on the wharf uh, and enjoy some taste and talk about Moon Rabbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They brought a ton of food. There's a night market coming up. That's what they're coming in to talk about. Well, and it's AAPI month, and we're going to talk about why they're doing all these things to create awareness. So, see, Nikki's on. the substance of the show. I'm the right. BS. Let's all go. Right. Moving on. Uh, Justin Frank Polker is the self-titled Minister of Chocolate, and he's the founder of Yes Cacao. He eats, claims to eat a half a pound of chocolate every day for the last 13 years. And uh, he's thin and lithe and healthy. And he's so, got good stuff. Well, I want to find out how he does it because let's start eating chocolate again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of our favorite guests of all time was the dearly departed Chef Michel Richard of Citronelle and Central mm-hmm. fame. Uh, Chef Michel is, and I, I want to say, he was on this show several times. And every time he came on, I had to peel him off of Nikki. These <laughs> French guys, I'm telling you, they're dangerous. I loved but, him. Uh, even though Chef uh, Michel has gone to his reward, his central is still alive and well on Pennsylvania Avenue. And the new executive chef, David Baragalt, who's running the show there, mm-hmm. and he's in with us to talk about what's happening at Central. I cannot wait. But first, Corey Van Horn. Mocomo, as I like yeah. to call it. I know that's not what you're calling it, but it's um, Visit Montgomery County Month. It's so exciting. You guys have all these promotions going on. What's the big one for this week? So the big one for this week, which is in honor of National Travel and Tourism Week, we are celebrating hotels. So it's uh, MoCo Hotel Week. Mm -hmm. And every hotel and what we're doing is we're encouraging people to do staycations and weekend getaways all over Montgomery County. Well, we do staycations and we live in Montgomery County, but let's give people some ideas. Like, what would you like pick a part of the county and how would you advise somebody to like what hotel should they stay in and what should they do during the day? I mean, the, the, the first is, is, you know, which is, you know, next door to D.C. is is Bethesda, mm-hmm. staying at the Bethesda Marriott. and The new one, um, the new beautiful Marriott. Yeah, the new it's beautiful gorgeous. one. And then mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple other, you know, Marriott's, and, mm-hmm. and just Bethesda is a great area. But then uh, I recommend renting a, a bike through Pedico, uh, those fun electric bikes. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite because I don't have to pedal as hard. <laughs> and then take a ride along. I the mean, Corey, that's why you're not going to look as good as me when you get to be my age, because you should ride a real bike. But Anyway, that's a discussion for a later day. <laughs> well, I think that was cruel. Uh, yeah, so uh, heading down to, to Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, our Ag Reserve and, mm. and going out to our wineries uh, and staying. Uh, you can stay at uh, the Doubletree in Gaithersburg or uh, even the Marriott um, out at Rio. Mm. And it's super accessible out to the Agricultural Reserve. Well, also, Rio is its own, like, 
it, it's like this insane environment that has like grown new, out of nowhere. There's so much to do in Little Rio. known fact, hmm. my agency was the first agency for Rio back in 1988 or 9. Hmm. Nobody cares. Back in the oh, day. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but, but it was it was nothing. Was just... It was pasture land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Rio is is really an experience all its own. I agree. And then for and then for adventurers, stay in uh, Rockville. Um, there's actually a brand new um, uh, Best Western premiere, mm-hmm. and then you can head over to Adventure Park in Sandy Spring. Um, they have axe throwing. Have That's you ever fun. done axe throwing? It's amazing. Okay. No, I yeah. haven't done it. I'm I wouldn't take it. her anywhere near that. Okay. Corey, we're going to talk to you not next week, but the following week. But tell us quickly where everybody can find everything about uh, Visit Montgomery County. You can find all the information about uh, Discover Moco Month at Mm -hmm. discovermocomd.com. And be sure to download our Adventure Planner app by searching Visit Moco on all the app stores. Excellent. Thanks, Corey. We'll see you. Thank you. And speaking of Corey's, Corey Landolt of Capo. Oh is... my God, wait, like the two Corey's. Oh, wait. Corey Hain, and who is the other one? Okay, Corey thank Feldman. you. All right, there we go. We got our... I was like, oh my God, am I, I really dating Corey... myself here? Our, our, our two Corey's are in better shape yes. than those Corey's. <laughs> That's true. Um, so um, just, Corey, we're going to talk about all the bartending and about Capo, but you're a former professional ballet dancer with the Washington Ballet Company, right? Yeah, I, uh, I danced with the Washington Ballet for 18 years. Mm. Wow. And so, how wow. did you? How did your career change? Uh, well, as we all know, being an artist doesn't exactly uh, pay do, get, you, <laughs> get you a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, champagne taste, beer budget. So, mm. as soon as I was old enough, I started bartending. Um, all up and down Adams Morgan, cut my teeth at Bassa mm. Bourbon, uh, the old L'Enfant. Um and I found out towards my late twenties that I really loved doing it had a passion for it as I started actually learning about spirits uh, and cocktails, what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. That started to be something I considered as a career transition. So when you did transition, how did you, let's talk a little, let's bring in Ari and talk about Let's talk about who Ari is. Ari Wilder is back. Ari Wilder. I don't know. I feel like Ari has been on here so many times, although it's been a minute since we've seen you. Come up close to the mic. So we can hear your voice, please. That, so tell us a little bit voice. about Capo. <laughs> uh, yeah, we opened about um, seven weeks ago. Okay. Um, and uh, we wanted to resurrect the old Makoto space from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, our partner, Chef Minoru Ogawa, um, was he, the old chef Gene Ito from Makoto, reached out to him in the end of 2018 when they closed Makoto. And I asked Ogawa if he would want to kind of carry the torch. Mm. Um, it's such a nostalgic place for in D.C. and for so many people from uh, from like one of the original Mikase restaurants. And uh, we all, my family and I also live in Palisades. So it was really nice to look at doing a project in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started renovating it just over a year ago. And um, Minoru Ogawa's focus is Wagyu, but it's an eight. All right. Eight. I, I just want to jump in with something. Yeah. Hmm. We met Ari about 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 years when ago. When he was footloose and fancy free. He's now got a lovely wife, I have to say, and three like kids. Like a thousand children. And you've joined, yeah, you've joined the, the parade. You got, okay. what, 400 children? Okay. 400, yeah. yeah. Okay. So can you tell us, Corey, what you're making first, please? Yes. Our first cocktail is called the Calor con Leche. Uh, this is... Look at me, ones, look at me. It's one of the ones I am most proud of mm-hmm. uh, at Capo. It is a split base milk clarified margarita. It's made with Cristalino Repo tequila, um, a bourbon barrel aged jalapeno aguardiente, mm-hmm. and then a pretty standard build on a margarita. Um, however, being large batched, I can dial in my dilution to exactly what I want. Um, and then the milk clarification process kind of marries all the ingredients together. Mm-hmm. Brings out this beautiful, lovely, herbaceous vegetal quality. Okay, I gotta cut. You I off. said this cut morning. I hope somebody's prepared to dial in the dilution. Okay, <laughs> so pass that drink around, I mean, please. Can't wait to see it. All Kevin right. and Susanna. Wow, Hi. it's like having the Beatles in here. As I far know. As I'm concerned. It's so good to have you so both in. So why don't we just start? And Susanna, I'm, you're going to get plenty of mic time. But let's, Kevin. Why don't you tell everybody just about Moon Rabbit and what the whole? Just a quick 411. Not like people don't know. But yeah. Oh yeah, people uh, do know. But Moon Rabbit, modern Vietnamese. We're down at the wharf, uh, so we're very like heavy seafood focus. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of grilled meats. You know. Uh, Grandma's recipes mm-hmm. uh, through. Like, Wait a my minute, lens. your grandma made. I wish you guys could see the spread here. Your grandma made this food. 
Uh, it's uh, her heart and soul is into <laughs> through my hands. Right. Wow. But so <clears throat> during the pandemic, you you and some of the other chefs in the city got together um, because there was a lot of aggression towards American Asians, Asians, Pacific Islanders, and you really created a entire organization to raise awareness. Can you talk about how that came to be? Yeah, uh, I think when COVID started, everyone saw the increase in like API violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of times you feel like you can't really help or you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think in a turn of things, a lot of the chefs came together in the city, uh, Asian and non-Asian. And we said, well, we're already doing takeout, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's give like people uh, like a cause behind the takeout and not just eating out. So we mm-hmm. just designed this whole program, 45 chefs in D.C., chefs all across the country to do like these curated dinners. You mm-hmm. can buy them. Money gets donated to organizations to help like track and stop API violence. Uh, and then from there, uh, you know, we're still continuing our work. We've broadened it uh, to not just do dinners for API causes. We've done a dinner for uh, Afghan refugees, a mm-hmm. dinner uh, to support Ukraine. Uh, our night market coming up, we're doing it for another organization called Rise Now, uh, mm-hmm. founded by uh, a Vietnamese woman named Amanda Nguyen mm-hmm. uh, that helps like sexual assault survivors. Uh, so, you know, we're just doing what we can for the You community. become a social create, uh, well, crusader, so how which did is you, great. How do you go about finding the organizations that you want to work with? Do they reach out to you or are you looking for people to support? It's a little bit of both, right? And it's like uh, a lot of the times, uh, unfortunately, we're always like uh, reactive to a lot of like events mm-hmm. uh, that occur. Uh, but, you know, we also want to try to be like proactive and support the people who've always like supported us in our restaurants. Mm-hmm. So Amanda uh, Nguyen of Rise Now, she was always been our, like a regular at our restaurant. Uh, we want to do causes that's important to our staff at, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's important to our team, it's important to me. I love that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the night market, all the food you brought in, and how people can partake. Oh, we're going to talk to Susanna. Too. Well, obviously. Because okay. she's got the sweets. <laughs> this is David and Nikki Nellis. It's Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Hey, Nick, let's take a couple seconds to talk about the point. Oh, the point in Buzzard Point. Yeah. Well, Buzzard Point is really interesting because it's a new area that has totally kind of come up out of the water. It is where the Potomac and Anacostia Rivers meet. And now this development is there, and the Point DC is the very first restaurant there. So it has amazing water views, this incredible patio, fire pits. It is a great place to grab a drink and sit out and look at the water and eat amazing oysters. Oh, and seafood and sushi and steaks and more because we've done that. Exactly. So if you haven't been to the Point, it's time for you to check it out. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and I'm going to now, Kevin— I'm going to take the mic from you. Let's talk to Susanna because you are the Michelangelo of desserts. Uh, they're not just delicious. They're gorgeous. So talk a little bit about your background and um, and how you guys got together. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, that's going to take more than oh, five man. minutes. Uh, give me the short version. Um, short version. Uh I slid into our DMs. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay. That sounds in. so sexual. Can you say that another way, please? I'll be sliding into Nikki's DMs later. So. I mean, seriously. Uh, no, I was just working, you know, in Los Angeles, my hometown, and Kevin reached out to me one day. We had been Instagram friends for a very long time, never met each other. He reached out to me and said, hey, I have an offer if you're interested and if you want to come move. Kevin, had you tasted what she was doing or you were just attracted to the kinds of things you saw her making? I think uh, I've been watching like Susan's work for a long time. Mm -hmm. And when we were opening Moon Rabbit, I had a very specific vision. uh, And I felt like Susan was the only person in the U.S. uh, that would be able to like execute that vision and then like elevate it even more. Isn't that amazing? So, okay, let's talk about this night market. What's happening, and what's happening all month? Like, you have a lot of things yeah. happening. So this isn't just the only thing, but the night market is sort of, like, the big deal. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about your vision on that one. Yeah. Uh, month of May is API Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to celebrate, we're putting on our first ever night market on the wharf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Friday is a, we call it Dinner on the Dock, One Long Table, 300 guests. We're bringing in chefs from all over the country. They've wow. been on Top Chef. They're Star Chef winners. They're James Beard-nominated chefs. 
This is uh, so she's going to be at a, t- a long table going down the entire length of the, dock. the the wharf or the dock. Like which part? The, Where am I seeing it? Uh, the, dock. the dock that has the building on the end. Oh, cool. Uh, dinner's right around s- sunset, so you'll come in. Lots of past appetizers, past cocktails. Mm-hmm. We sit down for this like curated family style dinner from seven chefs, and then uh, Chef Season will have all of these desserts on display at the end. Right, the dessert and buffet. More. And more. That's amazing. Okay, and then that's is that the big thing? That's just Friday. That's okay, just Friday, right. Saturday. So now tell me about Saturday. And then Saturday is more of a traditional night market. We have around 20 vendors, mm-hmm. uh, all from like the DMV area, coming to do like food, crafts, art. Uh, we also have a couple bands performing. I like to think of it as like live food and music instead of live music and food. Fun. Um, and if all goes well, which it should. Right. Uh, we're hoping to do this like every year and kind of like grow it. That's amazing. So how do you see the night market being executed? Like what's, are you just organizing it? Are you participating in it? A little bit of both. We have an amazing team um, and our main organizer, Rebecca, she's actually helped organize a lot of the food and wine festivals. So we brought her in for her expertise uh, because I only know how to cook and I'm a dummy everywhere else. Oh, sure. I love it when 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 people like Kevin Demure. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's been great. You know, tickets were very limited. We're doing two sessions. Uh, obviously, we want everyone to have a good time. So we're starting small this year, and we'll we'll hope to grow every year. Well, I think that's kind of smart, right? Like it's your first time doing it, and you want to make sure people walk away feeling really good about it, right? Because we've all seen festivals go awry. Uh, you know, when people have really good intentions, but they don't they don't bring in the right people to execute. So that it doesn't always work. The well, way I think there's should. more to be said here too, because hmm. there are a lot of people that do events, and they plug in a, a charitable component because, as you know, to attract, you know, the moths to the flame, and that's not that that's BS. It still helps people, but your whole thematic approach is charity with good food, mm-hmm. basically. Right. And and and, and raising awareness. And awareness too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It is. So, Susanna, can you talk a little bit about what you brought in today? Because it's so beautiful, and I will post pictures of this, but I want people to Before I shove them in my mouth. So, uh, I brought three styled entremet desserts. Mm -hmm. you got to speak into this. It's called a microphone. Uh, One is a hazelnut chocolate mousse Mm -hmm. with passion fruit. Um, The second is a cream puff with white chocolate ganache, ube pastry mm-hmm. cream, and blueberry compote. Mm-hmm. And our third is a matcha matcha strawberry tart. It has almond frangipan on the bottom, uh, matcha pastry cream, and strawberry compote topped with strawberry. I, I'm sorry that this They're is radio. So <laughs> Kevin, Kevin was doing his Vanna White. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I'm them. Um, I'm just sort of curious. Mm-hmm. What's inspiring you these days when it comes to your desserts? Because they're very intricate. Um, you don't see a lot of this uh, detail in a lot of restaurants today when it comes to dessert. So I'm just sort of curious where what's what's inspiring you these days? Um, so for this particular event, uh, I mean, always nature, obviously, mm-hmm. but this particular event, you know, I think it's wonderful that I get to work with Kevin mm-hmm. and work for a cause that I'm very passionate about. And, you know, these people are making donations and, you know, attending this dinner. Right. And it was more of just let's give them a wow factor. I want it to be worth it because it's for something that I too stand by. I love know. that. Um, but yeah. Okay. And just Kevin quickly, before we wrap up with the final details, what did you bring in today? And did you bring this in because it's representative of what you're going to be serving? Yeah. I think, uh, on Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing uh, a family style course. So one of the family style courses is going to be like a roast pork shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been in the oven since midnight. That's a big shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to continue cooking it, uh, at the radio, at the news station prior to here, because it wasn't done yet. <laughs> yeah, because it, you know, uh, needs you know, to it's, yeah, done needs to it's, done. it's done when it's done. It's done when it's done. Yeah. Uh, so, and I love family style eating. All the hands need to reach across the table, like past this. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's an experience, right? Uh, I I enjoy tasting menus. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a fabulous way to dine. But I've always preferred like uh, someone to pass me a large plate. From across it brings the table. people together in a different way. Absolutely. I think food connects people, it connects cultures, and it mm-hmm. breaks barriers. I love that. Okay. On Let's, that note, tell everybody yeah. where they can find information, please, on both of you, Insta, and where we can find more on this entire weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can uh, find all the information on our Instagram, Moon Rabbit DC. 
uh, you can also go on our website, and it has links out to everything as well. Excellent. Thank Amazing. you so much. Do you want to just give your uh, Insta Oh, and my Insta is Chef Kevin Tien. Okay. Chef Susan uh, has an amazing profile where you can see all her desserts. As well. I know. That's why I want her to give hers. <laughs> it's just. I, I'm looking at her profile now. It's great. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just my name, Susan Bay. Susan Bay. B A E. There you go. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Let's talk about this cocktail. It's delicious. It's really good. Very not, clean. I don't say that with surprise. Thank I say you. that with pleasure. It's good. Um. So let's talk about how you came up with your cocktail program for Capo. Okay. Um, basically, Ari approached me uh, towards the turn of the new year, mm-hmm. um, telling me about his new project and him knowing me and my cocktail nerdism. Uh, he knew that, that I word? would be able to cook some things up. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so with my program, what I wanted to do was kind of challenge some palates, but also go with familiar. Um mm-hmm. I went with a couple of Japanese classics mm-hmm. and turned them on their ends. Um, I would like to think improved a couple of them. Okay. Um, especially with this first one, the Calor con Leche. Uh, I love the idea of someone asking, why would I go to a Japanese restaurant for a margarita? Mm-hmm. I'll show you why. Right. <laughs> That's a really good point because I was thinking that. I mean, I know Cinco de Mayo was yesterday, but I don't think people think of um, the flavors of a margarita going with an an omakase menu, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, quick, quick question, because these ev- everything in your cocktails, they're you know they're Japanese distilled spirits. How did you learn about that? Just was that before Capo or? Yeah, I think in my time, uh, Chaplin's and Zeppelin. Um, that was I. I drank a couple of Japanese spirits before, but I didn't really understand what makes uh, the spirits and their processes so special. Mm. And since working there, I've. You know, done a deep dive, read a bunch of books. I feel uh, like a field trip is in order. <laughs> That's right. Well, we're, we're making oh, a field trip. please come on through. Oh, you yeah. mean the, wait, right. she means to Japan. Yes, right. that's exactly oh, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Ari? Come on, Ari, Ari, don't be cheap now. Yeah. Now's the time to pony up. Okay, so right. what are you making next, please? Next is going Look to be me. the bull. This <laughs> is a A5 Miyazaki Prefecture Wagyu Fat Washed Old Fashioned. Wow. So I'm heating up. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the question? Basically, I render down the fat. Um, I triple filter it through fine mesh filters. I heat up my whiskey uh, to get kind of close to the temp of the fat, dump the fat in, and then using a whisk every three to five minutes for about an hour, I wash the whiskey to kind oh of aerate God. it and right. essentially get that flavor, the Dude, texture. you were working really pass, hard on this cocktail. Pass, <laughs> pass that bad boy out. And, at, you with, got it. and after our next segment, you're going to want to start incorporating chocolate, I'm okay. sure. Oh, so yes. Justin Frank Polgar is the self-styled Minister of Chocolate and the founder of Yes Cacao. Hey, Justin, how are you? I'm amazing. Thanks you are amazing. Hi, Justin. Nice so, to have you. So we read all your stuff. And I eat chocolate every day. So. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> eat a half a pound of chocolate every day. We want to find out. And, and you're also the karate kid, I understand, too. So so uh, how does that Inspired work? Inspired by. How does eating chocolate, I mean, I will talk about how you got into it and all that, but how does eating chocolate, actually, how is it good for you? How is it good for your health and not just put pounds on you know, can, before I get into this, every time I close my eyes, I hear the baritone of Dangerfield in your voice, the Rodney Dangerfield. Oh my I God! I really commend you for your uh, well. If voice. if you were if you if you knew Nikki, you'd know why I don't get no respect. Yeah, but I'm Bob. Bing bong. <laughs> Anyways, continue. So on, on the health tip of chocolate, you know, chocolate for about four thousand years was more of a sacred and was more of a health food. It wasn't until it was introduced to Europe and they were trying to find a way to get more people to enjoy it that we added sugar to it. And that paired up with the industrialization of sugar. And so sugar, the more we made it efficient to, to uh, make and refine it, the less benefits it had for our bodies. Same thing with chocolate. So uh, cacao, which is Theobroma uh, cacao, is food of the gods. So how mm-hmm. could it not be good for you? Right. Um, and chocolate has all these amazing benefits being the highest food or one of the highest foods in magnesium. Most people are deficient in magnesium. Mm-hmm. Also has PEA, phenylethylamine, which is the love chemical. So it puts you. Oh, really we have plenty of that at our house, pal. But wait, but so Justin, let me I ask you. Tell. Let me ask tell. you a question. Are you saying that 
cacao, like chocolate in its pure form has all these incredible attributes that get lost with the addition of sugar and or milk? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say they get lost. And really, it has to do, it really starts from the soil. And I think anyone who's in the food field knows that the soil is so much where it starts. Sure. So when you have really healthy soil, that's what brings through a lot of the benefits. Oh. You know, if you have a wide spectrum of minerals in the soil of your cacao, we only use wild harvested cacao. There's no farms. There's no plantations. We work with about 450 wild harvesters in Ecuador. Wow. And... Yes, it's, it's, it's I've never seen it's the rarest chocolate in the world. I've never I, I mean I've been hunting chocolate for a long time. But I've never seen anything like it. The flavor is coming. I mean we're talking about trees that are 50, 80 year year old trees that are growing in the wild as opposed to four or five year old old trees. Maybe seven year olds would be the ooh this is a mature tree, <laughs> you know, in monocrop growth. Mm-hmm. When you have that base of minerals and that soil that's healthy and it comes through, you get a lot of the benefits. Then when you start adding, uh, you know, sugar that's been refined and, um, well, we don't really, we don't use milk um, in our products. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use different botanicals. You know, to play well, with listen, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about your journey of how you started yeah. adding I want to know how you got all this. these botanicals to it, how you came up with these um, creations. This is David and Nikki Nellis, yeah. Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis talking to Justin Frank Polgar, who is the the maestro behind Yes Cacao, but he is the self-styled minister of chocolate to himself, I guess. Um, uh, Justin, this all is good, but I, I, we got to hear how, how this all happened. I know you were you got into karate when you were karate when you were thirteen or fifteen when you were a kid, but how did that lead you? I mean, is that part of this journey? The, you know, to stay healthy and stay, you know, tough. Well, actually, to date myself, I got into uh, martial arts when I was about five or six. Oh, right really? When the Karate Kid came out. You know, <laughs> it was such an inspiration to my generation. I, I think everyone I knew took a karate class at some point or some kind of Taekwondo or something. Right. And um, I did I did that journey for about 10 years, which is great for self-discipline and, you know, respecting elders and just putting like, the right foundation in for, uh, for discipline, which is an important thing in the entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. In, that, um, in that quest of black belting and such, um, one morning we were at a workout and one of my, my uh, teammates gave, he had a ginseng bottle. And that ginseng, he's like, hey, do you want to try this? And I had no idea. I was like 12 years old hormones kicking, you know, ready to rock and roll. And I had this ginseng and I got high. I didn't know what else to call it. I had no reference point. I felt so much energy and I felt like I could fly. I could bust through boards, whatever. For a couple of hours, I was really... Maybe it was um, crystal meth and not <laughs> ginseng. It was, it was maybe a precursor to it. I mean, it was it was a, a really phenomenal feeling. And my, I thought there have to be other foods that taste like this. Mm-hmm. Or that uh, not taste like this. Actually, they do, but um, that do things for my body. Like there's mm. got to be things that make me feel things. I mean, I was familiar with coffee from like stealing a coffee from my parents. My parents <laughs> like a lot of Turkish coffee, um, or you know, drinking wine. And I just prepared for my bar mitzvah, so I knew that I, that was close. Mazel tov. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, so in that uh, in that journey of finding and learning about all these foods that started when I was about 12 in martial arts, all the way up until I was about 27, 28, when I started learning about chocolate, the biggest issue was trying to get people to eat these amazing herbs that tasted horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I, mean, they were, I mean, it's hard to get someone to eat shilajit, or not shilajit, uh, spirulina. If they know their teeth are going to turn green. It's like... You know, it's a, it's an arm twister, but if you put it in chocolate, also chocolate's a vasodilator. So when you eat chocolate, your blood vessels open, mm-hmm. which makes it the ideal delivery system for herbs to use flowers. Because you're already in a because uh, you're already in a positive place because the receptors know also chocolate. All right, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Because I take I take twenty four hundred milligrams of turmeric every day because it helps with. Not feeling pain. sore every bloody morning, mm. but your brain power 
um, uh, chocolate has turmeric, lion's mane, and ginkgo. I don't know what lion's mane is. It's a mushroom. Is it a shroom? All right. Yeah. But, oh, you, but why, you want to know. why turmeric in, in brain power? I'm curious. Well, turmeric opens up the flow of blood and oxygen because it is an anti-inflammatory. You think about an anti-inflammatory, that's like a concept. You could almost translate that to reducing the pressure in the body. Mm-hmm. So if you can reduce pressure, that means that there's a better flow. And really, I'm directing the herbs and teas and this one, the, the botanicals, to the brain. So uh, lion's mane, for example, pairs really nicely with the turmeric because the, the turmeric is opening up the flow of blood and oxygen. The lion's mane is actually the myelin um, that the the material the organic material that the lion's mane is made of mm-hmm. is very similar to our tissue and our connective tissue in our brain. So it's really, it's a, it's a phenomenal arrangement of things that really give benefit. Well, yes. so, I, you know, adaptogens is sort of a buzzword right now. You know, like I, I'm getting hit with everything that, you know, you need adaptogens, you, you know, adaptogens in your coffee, adaptogens in your vitamins, like adaptogens. Can you explain to people what they are and why they're so necessary? Because like this particular chocolate, the brain power, has 36% adaptogens. So to the uninitiated, what does that, what does that mean? There's a, technical, there's a technical definition for adaptogen. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, if you just look at the word adaptogen, it helps you adapt. So the herb itself, the botanical, the adaptogen, comes into the body. Mm-hmm. And if your body is needing a lift, it will read that and bring your body into a lift. If your body needs to relax, if your nervous system needs some attention, it will do that. So it's multifunction. So is it sort of CBD-ish kind of? Um, CBD actually isn't an adaptogen. It probably gets thrown into it for a marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't don't have CBD. We did a, a limited edition CBD bar. Uh, I meant more the ago. effect, though. I mean, is it essentially a sort of assaults ang- anxiety and tension and all of that? No, is that's that... what the GABA does, right? The bliss out. Yeah, GABA. the bliss out. The purple bar is all about relaxing the nervous system and quieting the mind. Mm-hmm. So that does a really effective job for for calming down. Most people are deficient or just don't have enough GABA, even though we naturally make GABA in our brains. It's a neurotransmitter. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though we naturally make it, if you're in traffic for 20 minutes, you've probably burned through all of it. Or if you have children that you're getting ready for school in the morning, you've burned through your GABA and that's your boundary. That's your That's it for the day? Well, I will tell you, Corey, who's pouring drinks, was telling me about, when I showed him the bars, he was telling me about GABA. I was not familiar with it. So I'm. I'm it's fascinating how how effective well, it can be. Let me ask you a question. To get the benefits of this, do you have to eat the whole bar or, or is the bar meant to be broken in half or how does it work? We score the bar in five pieces. Mm-hmm. We say make a wish, take a bite. I really think that your attention and your intention into the bar affects how open you are to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have I have uh, customers that will eat a fifth of the bar before they go to bed. Like after dinner, they want a little sweet treat. Because we do that. that. It helps them wind down. We always have a little now, chocolate if after you dinner. You have a chocolate that doesn't have a really spiking sugar. It doesn't have very much. It's an 84% chocolate that you're eating, but because of the botanicals, it really mm-hmm. calms down any kind of bitter. So um, I wanted to make a chocolate that people could eat before they went to bed and also right when they wake up in the morning this and when great. they're feeling. And All right, Justin, I hate to do this. We have to wrap you up, and I, there's so much more that we could be discussing. <clears throat> So we'll totally bring you back so we can go down this rabbit awesome. hole further. Thank you guys. But in the interim, can you tell everybody where we can find these uh, online and on Instagram so people can order them? Yes, indeed. The easiest place is to just go to yescacao.com. That's Y-E-S-C-A-C-A-O.com. Mm-hmm. Right. You can also find us under the same Yes Cacao on Instagram. And we ship all over the world. There's Mother's Days coming up. You have a few days to order for your mom and just adorn her like she deserves right and um yeah we're right. we're happy to spread the love yeah thank you justin thank you so I much i can commit to something this will be the chocolate we eat from now on okay thanks justin thank you all right man Bless you, yes, yes. take care okay all right all right Corey. Corey. so now that you've educated us on uh gaba earlier today well, um let's talk about the fat wash and how like i am not 
I've been drinking cocktails on this show for the last 14 years, and they're all fine. <laughs> That's I mean, why I drive they're home. good, but I'm not really a cocktail drinker. Like, I don't go into a bar and order a cocktail. I'm wine and bubbles. Like, that is my go-to. But between you today and we had Trouble Bird in last week, I, I think I'm becoming an old-fashioned person. <laughs> all right. This is really... Yummy. That's why I married yep. her. She was an old-fashioned girl. Right. I mean, old-fashioned's about as simple as it gets. You've got your spirit, um, some bitters, and then. But uh, sometimes old-fashions can be sweet, and kind of syrupy. Those are the wrong kinds of old-fashioned. <laughs> but you know what I mean, <laughs> like. Yeah, with... that's a, that's a new-fashioned old-fashioned. Okay. We do not muddle cherries and oranges and mm-hmm. all that garbage. An old-fashioned is spirits, sugar, water, bitters. That's it. Right. But I, if you'll just understand where I'm coming from, I think for me, as a woman who does not normally drink cocktails, a lot of it is a mental thing about concerns of sugars, mm-hmm. like a syrupy, sweet. Listen, I don't order margaritas because most of the time I'm, they're not clean for me, mm-hmm. whereas this one is super refined. And I, it's like I can just feel the sugar jolting me and I don't. I don't want that in a drink. I don't drink soda. Like, I don't drink juice. Like, those yeah, are not yeah. things I want in a drink. But these are both so clean and refined. Thank you. They're I, very appealing. I think some of that is what you put into it as well. It's the ingredients. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same as cooking. If you use oh, don't be so modest. Stuff, <laughs> it, uh, it's going to shine. But also, I think the whole ballet career, uh, it gave me it gave me an affinity for discipline and being exact and mm. and being really intentional with what you do. And that's what I try to do with my cocktails. Each drink has a story to tell, and I choose how it's told. And that's, I think it helps if your bartender's an intellectual also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you pouring for us next, please? Next is the Peak Excess. Um, <laughs> this is so pretty. my refinement on the Midori Sour, what I think the Midori Sour oh should God. have been. Yeah. The first time I got drunk was on Midori. Oh, yeah. Midori, <laughs> that was not a good uh, time. Introduced mm-hmm. in 1978, brought to U.S. markets in 1987. Mm-hmm. The old Midori Sour, it was just sugary Midori and mm-hmm. some soda water, maybe some citrus. This is not that. We're introducing Haku Vodka into it, which is a Japanese vodka uh, mm-hmm. by Beam Suntory. Midori, some a, a, a citrus blend that I won't <laughs> disclose, and a uh, vegan egg white alternative for a nice creamy foam. On the like top. Um, uh, the chickpea? Not aquafaba. Not aquafaba? Okay, all right. Yeah. I want to ask. All right, put that you. out. We're going to get a He'll wrap up. He'll tell you, but then he's got to kill us we'll all. We're going to wrap so. up on you guys at the end of the show, okay? All right. All right. Let's go so, back to Central. It's been a minute. Right. As I said at the top of the show, um, we we loved Michelle Richard. We loved having him in here. We're, we love David, David Deshaies, good Deshaies, buddy of yes, ours. Yes, yes. But the man at Central now, the man, man in the kitchen, yep. is executive chef. David Baragold. David? Yes, sir. David? We, oui, David. 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 Welcome to the Hi, show. Hi, Chef. How are you? Good you. How are you? So guys? nice to have you it's in. It's a pleasure. Tell us a little about you. Yes, please. I mean, grew up in France, you know, a pure French guy. I would have guessed in, that. I'm, yeah, you know. Mm. I grew up in a uh, suburb from Paris for a couple of years, came in America in 98. When I finished my uh, whatever army, three years in the Navy mm. in France. Uh, I have a chance to to work for the president. That was pretty. That was pretty uh, fun. Which which president? Which president? I did uh, I did uh, uh, Jacques Chirac, Francois Mitterrand. I did both of them. Wow! So I saw many many like Yasser Arafat, Fidel Castro, uh, Monsieur uh, uh, Monseigneur Lustiger, uh, uh, Bill Clinton. We saw a lot of yeah. That was. That I was love the way you say Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, you French accent. Said it that way. Know, that might have helped him out. I like okay, it. Please. <laughs> So, uh, uh, and I came in America, yeah, 98, came in America and uh, start to uh, 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 cook. I'm a really old school cook mm-hmm. today. And um, when what I does that Kevin, mean? What I does saw, old school cooking I mean, mean to you? Old school means long cooking uh, uh, food, you know, not, you know, you always like get the basic recipes. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me, are the most difficult to make. Mm-hmm. So you get with the base of recipe, and you make it the, the most uh, uh, powerful. Like we say, like yesterday we had a party. I made a watercress soup. Oh, yeah, simple, you know. That's so, so thing, like, simple, but yes. so beautiful. So you have to make sure, you know. So things like that. That I don't, I don't, I don't say anything, or whatever. But 
so many great chefs today in the city, so many good bartenders in the city today, very, very knowledgeable, create, creative. Mm -hmm. But my place is hard to keep because, you know, always all those new generation around was like kicking <laughs> and giving so much like good foods around. So I need to kick up, keep, pick, uh, keep my whole school uh, uh, on top. So it, it's hard, but I'm, you know, I well, love cooking. I have, well, I but also question. you're, what? wait, huh? no, no, no. Sorry. Okay. Um, but you're also, you have predecessors, Michel Richard obviously being, you know, the king. Amazing. And yes, totally amazing. And he really played with his food. It's, his yeah, whole thing with Trump Loy, you know, the, the the egg that was mozzarella and tomato or the uh, the, the bowl of, mm. yeah, the bowl of caviar that was, you know, squid uh, covered uh, couscous, you know, Penguin. the Trump Loy that he um, employed. Uh, we have to take a break, but when we come back, I really want to know, are you able to to take that from him and incorporate that in Central today? It's hard to take this. It's a legacy. I tried to keep up. I tried to keep the fried, the fried chicken mm -hmm. uh, with Michel. We tried to keep uh, So I, I, I go around. I tried to put my touch on it, but well, Michel Richard and David Dechet, like you said, mm -hmm. really like, you know, he's always with me to make sure I stay on top. Of the game, stem the Michel Richard legacy. That's what I'm here. He's, he's like a father for me, like Joel Robuchon, like Paul Bocuse. Mm. Those chefs make us today look good. Absolutely. Well, I'm just glad wait, you're wait, not, wait. You're not following in chefs' footsteps because uh, you didn't try and make out with my wife. You when didn't you try to make out with me. <laughs> you need to let that go. Okay, this is uh, David and Nikki Nellis. It's Foodie and the Beast. He was always a gentleman with me. He was a gentleman. We would be back guy. in just a second. <laughs> All right, we're back on Food in Peace with David and Nikki Nellis. I just want to say before we get back to our guest, we have so much food in studio today. We're just arguing about whether it's the most food we've ever had. Right, but um, we're, we're so grateful for the generosity of all the people who come in and take the time because it is radio and not TV and prepare all this food and share it with not just us, but the guests in studio. It's really, it's really true. And as a glutton, I thank you. Yes. All right. Okay, let's so get back to So we're talking chef. to Chef David Barragold. David. Uh, David. 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 I'm David, right? You're David. Okay. So David, you're running the kitchen now at Central. There are a couple of dishes there that are icons that, you know, the, the hamburger. Fried chicken. The, yes, fried, the chicken. fried chicken. And, and the lobster burger. The lobster burger. And exactly. Yeah, that was so my So how my do next you one. work with that? How do you put your own mark on it? Yeah. I mean, uh, those items, you cannot touch it. This is Michel. This mm -hmm. is right. the lobster burger. But we do, like, you know, now shrimp burgers. We're going to do have this, like, uh, um, chiken Thai burger we made with, like, a, a cold sesame coleslaw. Yum. Oh, so geez. it's pretty good. But I just want to put a point of uh, Mother's Day. It's going to be next uh, weekend. So happy uh, you know, Mother's Day to all the beautiful women and mm -hmm. my wife. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love you. We have, and, a, we uh, have an expectant mother in yes, the Yes, we do. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> yes, we are. Yay, your first mother. So, so next Sunday, we're going to have the amazing lobster burger okay. for Mother's Day. So it's a Sunday. Mm -hmm. we, all, we always close on Sunday, but this is a special day. Mm -hmm. for. Uh, so are you booked up or you still have space? Uh, it's it's almost, yeah, almost, almost booked up. So, so you you're teasing everybody out there and they can't I get know, in. But, so the beauty of where Central is, well, the beauty of Central. Is that it's central. Is that it's of its location. Because you are really in the center yeah, of the city, not, right? I mean, it's not. It's not. You know, downtown is not the wharf. You know, the waterfront is like beautiful place. Now it's like mm -hmm. I, I call it the New Georgetown, but I mean, right. where Central is has to be a destination. Yeah. There's not a lot of thing going on. So well, there's a reason but, to make but it. But don't you think though, because of the mall? Of but like, it's close to the mall. Like when people, tourists, and people come to town, if they're on the mall and they're going to the museums, mm -hmm. if you were to say to Google, "Where's the closest restaurant?" Nine times out of ten, Where's the it best takes restaurant? you to Central. So, I mean, it's it's it is central. I'm going yeah, to break in. I want to hear. I want to hear what you've added to the menu. Mm. I added the pork chicks, very nice pork uh, chicks. Yum. We got like I said the chicken thigh, which would go beautifully with the pork shoulder, pork shoulder, pork cheeks. We'll have the whole pig in here very shortly. And I did the the pate, old school uh, French pate. Yum. Uh, uh, marinated, grinded, mm -hmm. cooked. It take two, three days to make it, and uh, uh, it's, it's, we got pickles, duck meat. I mean, it's it's wow. it's, uh, it's yeah, it's okay. Very, uh, and uh, yeah, Mother's Day, Mother's Day. Yeah, so if you want the lobster burger, mm -hmm. Mother's Day, I'm gonna have it. See, that's what I candidly always like about Central. I mean, when you go in there, you recognize everything, and it's the highest possible quality of that thing like your mm -hmm. the burger there which is iconic is the best damn burger but the burger the meat burger we, i put uh, uh, some shoulder 
some mm. neck mm. and some ribs. So I blend three kinds of meat. That the fl- you get the flavor, so you get the, you the, get the, the, fat. the fatty, mm-hmm. you get the, uh, uh, the, 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 the strongness of the meat. So, I mean, it's, mm, it's great. It's incomplete. Ari's the only one that'll get this, but when the pork's all gone, does somebody say, but that's all, folks? Just, Why is I'm he just, the only one who gets I'm just that? asking. I don't know. Everybody else is I too. Get, no. Oh, no. Jill's, not. Jill oh, remembers. Oh, jerk. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was ageism at its best. <laughs> oh, my God. And that is all, folks. So, Chef, can we talk about the restaurant? Are you guys open now, you know, after the pandemic and everything? Are you open now for lunch, dinner, brunch? Like, what, what's your service style like now? We do open, like, a, a six days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, big days, like Mother's Day on Sundays, we open. We try to get open seven days. That would be my, my goal, to open seven days. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, you're not open normally on Sundays. Is that no. because that is that because the staff needs a break or because Sunday is Quiet. dead down there? What it do you seems think? like it's a bit dead, but I mean, like I said, I mean, but if you're you around all those hotels. Wait, 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 wait. Because if if as of right now, the start of 25, 27 million tourists will roll into town between now and October. So there's every reason to be open seven days a week. There so yeah, we, like I said, we try to open seven days a week. I'm a, I'm a brunch fanatic. I love brunch. Uh, I love eggs. So, I mean, yeah, it's on the way. So it, but it should be. Growing up, did you have brunch? Is brunch big in France? No. No, brunch, right? No, no, no. no, no, no. But you're like, I get it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He That's hasn't right. been in France in a long time. No, 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 but I'm like, just sort of curious. No medium well. Or, no, no, no. Oh, no, please well don't, get no, 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 <laughs> don't get me started on medium well. Don't get me started on medium well. Please, don't get me started. That's a whole rabbit hole. Um, so, but, so you didn't grow up with it, but at, in your adopted country here, you you like brunch? You're like I, I get this. Eggs. Oh, I you mean, love, I love it? I love to cook eggs. I Me love too. to cook Benedict's. I mean, it's you can go any. I mean, Benedict's. You, you can. It's song. like a pizza. You put anything on it. I mean, you can go different ways. So it's oh. it's pretty cool. That's why I love it. That's very cool. All I right. just met you and I love you. Yes, <laughs> chef. Thank you so much for no, coming in you. today and bringing in all these beautiful things. Um, just tell us quickly what was the dessert you brought in? Oh, that's a Michel Richard Kit Kat. We oh, of the course. Kit Kat, the Kit Kat. May so we? Can go. Amazing. It's half crunchy. Yes, we may. Tell everybody, please, where we can find you online and on Instagram. Oh, the uh, michelrichard.com. Of course, centralmichelrichard.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find all the, you know, the, the, the um, uh, address. I mean, oh, I'm, and I'm trying to develop something. I just want to put like a for a second. Yeah. If anybody wants something special, like we don't have in the city, like, you know, called whole school, I would say tribes. You know, brain, liver, thing like that. I would be happy to make it. You give me one or two weeks and I make anything you want. I love You're that. You're going to have a hard time selling tripe around no, here. No, no, no. There are oh, people. Yeah, no, he, people Corey's already like, I'm calling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All mean, right, Chef. Corey, we're going to talk after the show. Okay, Corey, let's bring you and Ari back on. Okay, what did you make us? What's this last one? So this is the Makoto Martini. Uh, this was one of my more... Don't drink this. You're self- never going to leave the studio. <laughs> oh my it's God. one of my more self-indulgent recipes because, honestly, I just wanted to make a martini I wanted to drink. Um, for me, a martini is always gin, of course. Mm-hmm. And normally I do a... Don't say of course. People make vodka. Re- that's not a martini. Okay, so. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I normally do like a one to ten ratio, maybe just an absinthe, or not absinthe, I'm sorry, vermouth rinse. Mm-hmm. Um if I want it in a drink, it's got to be quite good quality. But for this drink, I've actually subbed the vermouth for shochu. This is Mugi Hoka that roasted barley like shochu. That is why I like this drink. It, it has this sure. toasted cereal quality to it. It's a 17-day fermentation, uh, five years in ceramic pots for resting and maturation. It is really well-balanced. It's roasty, toasty. It is gin forward and it is dry as a bone. As soon as it's off your tongue, it is gone. And that's what I think a martini should be. It's mm-hmm. it's something to really be sharp and palate cleansing and make a bold statement. And well, that's what this cocktail is. It's beautiful. And again, like martinis are really hard for me because they're so strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, this but, is the quietest Ari's ever been on I the know. show. I okay. went, you know, he but got nothing I, to say. I appreciate it. All right, all right, get on the mic. I have chocolate okay. on my face. Yes, you do, and we're all going to take pictures on your and sweater, post them on too. Instagram. You look like hell. I've been eating this whole time. Okay, so <clears throat> tell everybody, please, just give us a run-up on Capo and how we can get... Is it Capo or Capo? It's Capo. Capo. Yeah. Okay, so how people can get in... What the omakase service is like, just give us a quick. Sure. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> it's at Capo DC. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Razzie. We're on Razzie for the reservations. Okay. Um, and so what's the experience? It's, so it's an eight-course tasting menu, um, very Wagyu-focused mm-hmm. um, with some Japanese fish um, in between some of the Wagyu courses. Mm-hmm. Um, we do two seatings a night during the weekdays, three on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's generally about an hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. Are you and kicking people out when it's done? Not, we, try, we try to give enough time. I mean, if they're drinking these cocktails, <clears throat> yeah, some people may be laying on the ground. If they continue drinking Japanese whiskey, we generally... Do you have a sign on the door that says, please crawl out? (laughs) No, but we actually have one on the door that says, um, dining is in session, um, to call or email. Oh, I love that. Well, we get to go on Sunday. So, when people come to the door, can we just walk in? Like, are we walking in, or are we supposed to text when we get there? Um, So, so we keep the door locked until about five minutes before service. Wow. That's amazing. We like forming a line. Well, you've got an attitude, don't you? <laughs> the chefs it's just there's not a ton of time in between seating so the mm-hmm. chefs need time to uh, prepare and recuperate and of then um, and then everyone comes in and uh, Corey starts making cocktails and we roll out the experience God, oh I can't this wait. sounds great it's amazing I'm all right ready. where can we find you online on to make reservation, reservations and on Instagram so at Capo um, K- Capo DC spell it uh, K-A-P-P-O mm-hmm and then capodc.com, and it's and Resi is both on our website, or you can just go to Resi. I will say, if the drinks are any indication of the food, you got to go. Yes. It's good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. Um, what do you want to say? It's my, this is the song I sing every week. Uh, the war in Ukraine is still going on, and mm-hmm. behind the headlines are really millions of refugees, both in and out of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, pull out your credit card, give five bucks to something. Give it to Jose. Give it to the Red Cross. Give it to somebody. I mean, there's misery all over the world. It's a miserable world in lots of places. Okay. But they're particularly early in the morning to get that sour. No, but... I don't think so. I okay. think we have to be real. Um, um, so you know, make a donation of anything and uh, help out because okay. uh, Russia's got to lose. Okay. On that note, uh, we want to thank all the people for coming in studio today. We're so grateful that everybody joins us and comes in with, you know, great ideas and great concepts. And there's so much exciting incredible things happening in the D.C. metro area. Of course, everything you see in her or hear here today, you can find on the list com. Don't forget to follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, because Industry Night is now on YouTube, so don't forget to subscribe. And of course, LinkedIn. Um, and just remember, everybody, take your kindness pills before you go out. Everybody wants you to have a good time. Just go out, have that delicious cocktail or a great glass of wine, Order some amazing food. There are great charities to support, and you can do it this month especially. Don't forget, Mom, everything you need for Mother's Day is up on the site. Everybody be safe out there and have a delicious week.